Hello, everybody. It's the Vookcast episode number 176. Yep, that's the number. <laughs> I'm I'm Stephen. Josh is here. What's up, Josh? Hi. Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm a little all over the place, but excited to talk about video games with my good buddies, Josh, and also Luke. How are you? What's up? Hey, I, I'm here. I'm tired, but I am here. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of gotten to that, I don't know, I don't know if work's the same for you guys, but it's that sort of late, it's sort of a lull before Christmas, but it's not really, it's like... Yeah, no holiday one's... mode. Yeah. When no everyone's one... kind of accepted that no one else is going to do any work, and you're just yeah. showing up at a obligation. It's not like there's nothing to do, it's just nobody really wants to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, I kind of feel a bit bad not doing anything, but... I, you know, don't want to be the one guy who's like sitting around actually working while everyone else is just like, <laughs> lol, let's just sit around. So holiday mode, exciting. Um, but we're all doing better than our apparent odds in the game awards then. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. So what we're, I don't know how betting odds work, but do we Me have neither, good odds, bad odds? I don't really know. <laughs> what does 33 mean? Please, please tweet us. Tell us what odds mean. <laughs> Um, well, uh, on that note, vote for us, please. That, that'll do. Um, and also on, gosh, I don't know how I can link Smash Bros into holidays, but it feels like a game holiday. Smash Bros came out. I really want to talk about Smash Bros because it, it's Smash Bros. We've got to talk about Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I have not had a chance to read our review and we couldn't get the, uh, lovely Andrew on to talk about his review. He's a bit busy, which is unfortunate, but I feel like we'll manage. We'll, we'll see if we can make something interesting out of Smash. So Luke, please tell me, I don't know, just your initial thoughts. Have you got anything that sort of surprised you about the recent Smash? I don't know how, I guess you've been playing it a bit demo wise, so you're probably a bit more prepared than, than the rest of us, but have you yeah. found anything surprising in the, the final release game? Um, I'll be honest, the only thing I found surprising is just how much they're using that World of Light theme. Oh, it's yes. in every menu. It's like everywhere that and that's in that game. Um, but outside of that, no, because I, you know, I, you know, I played at the three, I played it at PAX, I played it at the Smash event, so I, I've gotten a few hours in before the release, so nothing has too jumped out at me as too exciting or too special out of the gate anyway, you know, a month from now, we'll see. Yeah, I think for me, the I don't know the 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 way the uh, actual gameplay works is most it, it feels kind of similar to previous games, but I feel like it's I don't know different enough that I'm having to relearn a couple of things how to react to certain situations. Like I don't know if you guys noticed, it really threw me quite a bit to start with. Is sort of the way you get thrown after a massive hit, like you sort of go at full speed for a little while and then just stop in midair. It's like you lose momentum once you've gone as far as you're intended to go rather than uh, uh, like, I don't, I, I don't know if that comes across as to how it is. Is that making sense, Josh? Or yeah, like, I think I yeah. get what you, yeah. Like, I guess it just felt like before yeah. you get thrown, I don't know, your momentum would seem a bit more natural, but here it's like more dramatic, no matter how big the hit is. It's dramatic and to a point. It's just taken me a bit to get used to, I guess, but it's... it's I I suppose that probably lines up with the whole, you know, get back to the fight. You know, how all the the final smashes are are really quick and, and, you know, they no more landmarks because you're back into the action straight away. It's probably something to do with that, you know. Instead of being in the air for four or five seconds, you're in the air, you get that effect, and then you're back to the ground and ready to start fighting again. Yeah, that does sort of keep the pace up. I didn't think about that, but... 
Yeah, the pace has changed quite a bit, or it's sort of generally there's less waiting around for stuff to happen there. Yeah, like the whole thing sped up in terms of the UI. Um, oh, the final God. smashes are quicker. The and menus are usable. Take a lot of damage and um, get killed quicker as well, especially in those 1v1 matches. Because yeah. I think I vaguely remember something about the damage actually being increased in 1v1s to kind of oh, okay. uh, speed him up a bit. And you can definitely feel that, like... Um, some of the moves that I don't remember being kill moves before, I'm able to get some really, really nice hits in with. So I'm enjoying that. <laughs> I didn't realize that they'd done that, but that makes a lot of sense because I've found... I haven't done many 1v1s because I've mostly been doing sort of classic co-op, so it ends up being sort of three or four player matches. But I've noticed whenever I do like a challenger match, that's a 1v1, and those matches, they seem to just be able to wreck me really, really quickly. Are, like, they're so hard this time. Right? Thank God you think so, because I just thought I was, like, rusty or something, but no. You're talking about when a challenger approaches, right? Those exactly, ones? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I haven't had a problem with those. Really? Oh, well, la-di-da. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I don't know. I've found almost every single one. Like, I've fluked one or two, it feels, but almost all of them I lose the first time, and thank goodness I found that challenger's approach little hidden menu option down mm. in the corner, like... That was kind of not obvious. I, I wish I knew about that earlier, but... Yeah, there were some pro players who were streaming. I can't remember who it was. Might have been Mewtwo King? I but they were getting name. wrecked by the new challenges as well. And these are guys oh. who compete at EVO. Thank that. goodness I feel far less horrible. <laughs> I swear I used to be good at Smash. And the patch that went out today <laughs> apparently has actually made him easier. So Oh, okay. Um, evidently, that was some feedback coming through pretty clear. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm very glad they are wrecking you because... I I just couldn't believe how often I the, the first session of Smash that I played I it was on on release day I brought my Switch into work and there was like the work Christmas function but most of us didn't really want to go because it was a long walk away and we're just <laughs> not really into that so a bunch of us that were left I just sent a message out to everyone it's like hey I have Smash I brought my uh, Switch dock there's a TV in the break room let's just play Smash for half an hour instead of going <laughs> down there and so we got like four or five people and it was a good fun time but. It was every time we went to unlock a challenger, I screwed it up and I was like, oh gosh, I swear I'm good at Smash, you guys. Like, yeah, it was very challenging, but Smash is fun <laughs> to play at work. I can I can confirm that. <laughs> um, I, I can confirm the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, you've done the, done the Smash at work as well? Yeah, it wasn't for any particular reason. I just had my Switch at work, so. Oh, right. Have you, have you found yourself um, playing in handheld very much? I haven't, I've yet to actually dock it. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so because I, I travel, I commute, you know, for my job. Um, so I spend a lot of time in handheld mode on Switch, which is why every time there's a third party game, it's on all the platforms. I say, no, give it to me on Switch. Yeah, fair because, enough. You know, I can play it and, and enjoy it. And then when I actually get home, I can drop it in the dock. I, so. I was a little bit worried about handheld because I know I've been playing with a GameCube controller for literally ever, but like... I think I, I really found myself kind of, I guess, hobbled. I didn't couldn't find myself very effective on the 3DS version just because that touchpad, not touchpad, um, circle pad never really felt like I could like, get my inputs from my intention to mm. the game really reliably. But I think this feels like close to the 3DS in that, it, A, that it's handheld. The button feel is, you know, it feels very similar to a 3DS, but the stick has just that little bit more give or play, I guess, and it makes it a bit easier to reliably pull off smashes or you know just not goof up inputs entirely so it's it's not my preferred way of playing i I still feel a little bit less effective compared to using an actual controller but it's it's 
extremely good as far as handheld uh, Smash goes. Like I never yeah, thought. Yeah, definitely. I, I was. I'll be honest. I I never really played Melee all that much. N sixty four version, yes. Melee and Brawl, not so much. Um, so I don't have this fascination with the GameCube controller and Smash. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's probably for you yeah, for the best yeah. for your wallet. <laughs> Well, no, I, I bought the adapter, and I've got, like, five GameCube controllers from the actual GameCube. Ah. Um, but I, I haven't been one of those ones where I think at the Smash event that um, that Paul and I went to, it was like, like, oh, we've got the GameCube, and I'm like, that's fine, I don't need that, and I'll just play with whatever controller you've got. Because okay. I, don't, I don't have that handicap. And it is a handicap, because there are some people that, you know, they can't not play it without the GameCube controller. I, I will admit that I, I don't have my GameCube controllers with me at the moment because I left them at home when I moved into state last year. So I've been playing with a Pro Controller and it's I'm finding it better to use than, for some reason, the Wii U Pro Controller never really worked well for me with Smash. It might have been the stick positions or I think like the button positions mainly being sort of that lower secondary position didn't really gel with me. But the, the Wii Switch Pro Controller seems to be working pretty well for me. I I'll have to compare it to the GameCube controller once I actually bring those back here, but we'll yeah we'll see how we go. Yeah, I mean don't get me wrong. I, I, I if I play with GameCube, I'm fine, but to do that, but mm. I, I honestly think the 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 button placement on the Switch on the Joy-Con is a little cumbersome because the buttons are so close together. Yeah. I've had issues where I press jump, but I've actually gone and, and done a, a regular sword attack, or I've tried to do a, a you know a, a smash attack, and I've done. Whatever X does, I can never remember that one. Um, but you know, yes. just because they're so close together, in in the middle of a chaotic match, the last thing you're trying to do is remember where a button is. And mm. yeah, I guess especially if you're used to full controllers that have they're all reasonably consistent spacing. This sort of takes a bit of getting used to, especially in something as high intensity or as as fast play as this ends up being. Yeah. So, Josh, have you played World of Light much? I've played a lot of World of Light. <laughs> I haven't, so please tell me all about your thoughts of World of Light. Yeah, so World of Light's really impressed me. Uh, at its initial reveal, I didn't think too much of it, because I thought it was going to be a lot like um, Special Orders in Smash Wii U, which mm. was kind of a gimmicky mode where you were thrown into gimmicky matches one after the other. You'd be chucked against a metal enemy, a giant enemy, um, and you were kind of fighting these gimmicks rather than actually just playing the game. And then you'd get killed after you had a really good streak by a stray item. And it was really frustrating. Yeah. Especially um, because you had to sort of bet on your success in a way yeah, from memory. Yeah. So if you, yeah, if you got that stray item and you'd sort of put everything on this match, it's like, come on, I didn't, I didn't deserve that. Yeah. Um, but as info started to come out, it sounded a lot more interesting than what I initially thought. Uh, so basically what it is, is, You've got this big overworld map that you've got to go around to rescue all the characters and eventually take on the big final boss. And as you go through all these fights, each of them uh, is sort of themed after a different character. Mm-hmm. So you'll be playing as, for example, Incineroar, possessed by the spirit of the Red Pikmin. And so the fight will be against a team of tiny little Incineroars that are meant to re- uh, represent the Red Pikmin. Mm-hmm. Um, or you might be up against um, the boss from Metal Gear Solid and it's Zero Suit Samus in a grey costume to kind of um, look like the boss's uniform. And so you go through all these matches that are themed after all these different characters and once you beat them, you can add that spirit to your team and use their gimmicks against the other spirits you'll be fighting. 
So it's kind of like this light RPG element where you've got yeah. to work out the best skills that encounter the other skills that you'll be coming up against. So you I might have say, once... you're wrong with that. It's not light RPG at all. I just realized what it is. It's full on you RPG. Like... Well, yeah, yeah, there's all that. That's fine. No, no. <laughs> but you know how in, when you on the N64 version, it starts off with you know a glove coming in and playing with the figurines, and then they came to life and off they went. Hmm. And they've been reliving that the whole time. But what yeah, happens so... when what ha- but what happens when you want to play you know Mario versus Link, but you don't have a Link? You've got you know uh, a GI Joe. Well, you pretend you're G.I. Joe's Link huh? and you give him all these sorts of powers and stuff and all of a sudden you've got them fighting that way. That's what it is. Yeah, like it plays into that whole toy concept that they've had going on um, as the series begins. And it's really cool. Like, um, It's the kind of thing that you're surprised it's taken this long for someone to work out because it just plays so well into the mechanics and the theming of Smash Bros. from the beginning. And it's made for a really fun mode. And there's so much of it as well. Like, I, I keep finding new areas in this map, and it is ridiculous. Like, the other day, I um I found an airport, and I went into the airport, and it triggers a dungeon that is a world map like Street Fighters. Okay. And so you go across the world um, to different locations across the world fighting characters themed after Street Fighter fights. So you've got, like, a Ryu possessed by a Sagat spirit, okay. and I think you had... Uh, super armor and like to use the Shoryuken a lot. And it leads up to a fight against Ganondorf possessed by the spirit of Bison. And That's he's got cool. all these ridiculous boss powers that you'd come against in, like the final boss in a fighting game. And this is all just one tiny little sub area of the map. And there's a bunch of those sub areas in addition to the whole overworld, which is filled with different locations from other games and things. And it's, oh, it's there's just so much. And I don't think I'm going to get through it anytime soon. Yeah, it does. That, that's my concern. Massive. Is that it, it? There's so much in it, and it appeals and it daunts me. The, the completionist, and you know, uh, uh, amiibo collecting is a cool thing, but you know, when you go, oh, I've got one thousand spirits, but there's another two hundred and something I still need to get. <laughs> well, sure, I'm, I may as well keep playing. You know. I mean, just to jump back, you mentioned the, like, bosses, and that reminded me of something that surprised me while I was playing through Classic Mode. I was really impressed, like, I didn't realise, I don't know if they announced it ahead of time, I clearly wasn't listening, but, like, how each character's Classic Mode is, like, a different path, like, they all have the different Mm. name of the path, and some of them will have, like, unique bosses and stuff. Like, I, I totally was taken by surprise for that. It's sort of the first time... Gosh, I don't know if it counts as spoilers, but let's say when you get to the end of one of the the Belmonts uh, ones, uh, Belmonts classic. Yeah, mode, they've revealed like, that one. You can talk about that. Okay, one. yeah. <laughs> you fight, you fight Dracula, and it's like literally a recreation of the Dracula boss fight from like the first Castlevania game. It's it's, it's wild. Incredible. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and it's really cool because like the the actual paths that you go through in the classic mode will generally have some sort of theme that relates to the character, mm. like um. Trying to think of something off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, so Lucario's, um, he has a counter move. And so all the opponents he'll go up against are the other characters who have a counter. Ah, yeah. Uh, if you play as Greninja, you'll be going up against pairings that are like characters paired with a Pokemon as if they were their trainer. So oh, you have cool. like Ryu and his pet Lucario. Of um, course. Samus and her pet Pikachu and that kind of thing. Oh, I did um, find I that when Marth, I yeah, Marth is I Marth think he goes the one against the dragons, does he? Oh wait, I might not. I might be thinking of another one. I can't remember which character it was, but their path was 
hey, look, look how many Fire Emblem characters are in this game. We can do an entire <laughs> classic mode of nothing but Fire Emblem characters. <laughs> yeah, it's it like, was one oh. of the Fire Emblem characters. Yeah, it goes up, they go up against all the other Fire Emblems. That, yeah. And it's just like this really cool thing that adds in or extra fan service and makes the classic modes more fun to play. And I liked how the, each of the levels or each of the characters' paths had sort of their music through each of the levels. So it had mm. replaced the standard level music with, you know, all Fire Emblem music or all Bayonetta music or whatever. Oh, Bayonetta's path as well, like fighting Pit as an, a, lots of sort of angelic characters to fit in with mm. the story. It's like, I, it's, a, it's a stretch, but I love how they've sort of morphed what they have in Smash to try and make it somehow relevant to, to the character. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. I... I... It actually, because I did the the Link one first, and you know you fight Ganon at the end, but he morphs into his final Smash. Oh mode. my god! Yes. Oh, I was I was incredibly incredibly surprised by that. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's just Ganondorf. That's interesting, I guess. And then yeah, it's got that second stage. I'm like, oh my god, what is going on? This is incredible. Just uh, like, yeah. both sort of. That screamed. was how I discovered that they were doing that. Because again, like I wasn't paying too much attention to that stuff before the game released, which is more than the multiplayer. But yeah, it, 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 it just absolutely stunned me. Like I found that, that fight to be much harder than the fight in breath of the wild at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hear that. (laughs) And then obviously, like you mentioned the music throughout it, like I went through uh, and I, I used the music player, you know, the giant iPad iPod thing that they turned the switch into. Uh, And I went through it and I just hit play on like all the different, tracks just to see oh yeah cool that's that one that's that one and then at one point i found all the voices you can do all the voices oh yes <laughs> i had so much fun with that in melee just like <laughs> it's great fun i hope you did that oh that's what i was doing i was just letting us <laughs> cycling through all of them but because they've got all they've got so many assist trophies now like you, you can get guile and you know ken and <laughs> it just keeps going i'm like is this ever how, how long am i going to be listening to you know random grunts and groans for Smash Brothers for it gives you some some appreciation for the work of voice actors how they just have to sit in a booth going for like <laughs> four hours straight probably if not more. No, yeah, it, it, it's incredible, and I mean the whole the presentation, the package itself. I was really, I'll, I'll be honest, like coming out of Wii U, I was like, cool, this is this is pretty cool. I don't think they could do much better than this, but somehow they did. The overall package, the way it was presented and everything, it's just so much better now. Mm. Well, I mean, you can navigate the menus without needing a map. It's kind of <laughs> nice. I knew people who didn't know that Wii U had half the modes that it did because they didn't look in the games and more section. Oh, like, I found it so frustrating on the Wii U that I knew, I found it once, there was an option to change which levels would come up in during, like, when you selected random and, like, basically... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to remove certain ones from the random selection. I found it once, and I could never find it again. I spent, honestly, days trying to find this, and I just could (laughs) not find it. Like, searched online and didn't seem like anyone was... I guess no one was using the words that I was searching for to tell me where the menu is. It's And yeah, like this one, you can have like rule sets set up, which is really cool. So like it doesn't, you, instead of just needing to change it every time, you can have like a rule set that is time with certain items, certain level stuff, uh, stage hazards on or off. You can just sort of set that as one preset and you can have like a whole bunch of those different presets for different situations. It just makes things so much easier when you've got sort of switching between a couple of different modes of play i guess more friendly more competitive or yeah whatever you you feel like doing something goofy 
Mm. Yeah, I've been throwing up like two and a half minutes, you know, no no, no stock, just that way you can just smash out a, a match quick. But then I've also got the, you know, five lives, no time limit, no items, just pure unadulterated bashing, and it's yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, Um. cool. Is there... Gosh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we can talk about Smash-wise. Like, I mean, you could talk for days so about it. Like, there's yeah. the move sets, there's the new assist trophies, there's spirits, there's bosses, there's online. On well, that, I think we, I think we should let everyone know to look forward to our in-depth analysis for each individual character. Oh, yes. <laughs> Can't wait for character. the yes. The the video will have accompanying video episodes to every podcast, a half an hour talking about every character. That's a joke. I'm not doing that. I. Do not have the time. Let's do but, it. But on characters, are there any newcomers that you either thought that you would like but kind of haven't gelled with or that you didn't expect to like that have really taken you by surprise, Luke? Uh, I'll be honest. I, I've only really played as Ridley. I haven't delved <laughs> into the, the battle. The man one. after my own heart. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> no, it's not, not not for any other reason. than you know, It's just I like, like, I like playing as Link. And uh, in in uh, World of Light, I haven't moved off Kirby. I'm gonna ah. I'm gonna beat the whole thing as Kirby. I'm not changing characters. Kirby is <laughs> um, a good good young man. But you know, you because you got all these spirits, that's fine. But no, I haven't I haven't really invested into any other characters. But none of them have said to me, you know, they've not called out to me. Hey, I have to play as this character because of this reason. So I yeah. I know that I really really wanted to like the like the Belmonts, and I probably will eventually, but. I guess I'm so used to characters that are more, uh, I guess, up close and personal sort of styles, mm. and they are so totally about keep away tactics that it's just throwing me for a loop a little bit. I I hope I can get good with them because they're so good. Their victory animation is incredible. <laughs> like, I, I just can't believe how how good the Castlevania representation is in this game. Oh, it's insane! Like you'd think it was one of Nintendo's top franchises. It's right. Got- so much music it's got a boss it's got a great stage oh it's crazy so yeah what to about be fair Car- Ninten- nintendo's done the best thing of, with castlevania you know in years so <laughs> the best fighting game with castlevania characters since castlevania judgment <laughs> um well uh josh your your thoughts on new or old characters yeah i'm really liking the cast like all the newcomers are fun to play um, Isabelle's great. Ridley's great. Uh, they nerfed Ridley's side special though, which is killing me because that was just the most amazing move. You could pretty much kill anyone at anything above 60% if you landed that side special, but they realized that was a little bit unbalanced. And so they fixed that. Um, and a lot of the characters who I played in past games have been made even better as well. And bizarrely, one of the characters I'm being attracted to the most because for some reason they've been buffed so much in this game, is Pichu. Like, yes, I... <laughs> Pichu is just incredible in this game. Yeah, and I please, love it. please tell me about Pichu, because I know that I, I was just thinking, oh, why would they... Of course, they bring every character back, but, like, Pichu was just kind of like a worse Pikachu that hurt itself every time it attacked. So is Pichu good now? Like, please, yeah, what's like... going on? So from... Like, I'm not a competitive player, so... Like there are competitive players who could go into a bit more detail about um, what's good about them, but the thing that stand out for me is just how quickly you can move around the stage and uh, just like link attacks together. Uh, it's got an answer for a lot of things the opponents can do, and it's got this amazing down aerial attack, which can uh, media spike people. 
So if you get someone off the stage and hit them with that, then they're just gone. That yeah, I really need to I need to unlock Pichu. I haven't got Pichu yet, but <laughs> and we've talked about my difficulty with unlocking things already, so it might be a while. But I can't wait to try Pichu. Um, but we should probably move on to to another game. I feel like we've smashed ourselves a bit. Wait, more. there was something other than Smash this week? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hear that there's a game that you've reviewed, not for books, but for your site. But that's all good. We're we're all good about talking video games here. Um. Tell me about, is it Greece? Gree? What is the game? How do you say it? And what's it all about? Uh, I've been saying Greece, as okay. in like, you know, the movie. Greece um, is the word. That it is. Um, so so Greece is, it's a game from Devolver. Um, and, you know, Devolver Digital, they tend to go out there and just bring some really odd things to, to, to the world. I wonder why again. this was getting so much attention and it's Devolver <laughs> is the reason. Okay, yeah. cool. Please continue. Um, but so it, it's a, it's a really interesting game because when I first saw it, I saw just screenshots, right? And I saw it and I went, Oh, cool. That's, that's some cool concept art. You know, we'll see what the game looks like first. And then, you know, they released the trailer and it was the same visual style. It actually looked exactly like what I thought was concept art. Turns out they were screenshots. Um, it, it uses an artist. Uh, an art style by a guy named Conrad Rosset. He's, he's he's Spanish, so hopefully I've pronounced that right. Um, and it, it's it's basically a living painting the whole way through. Uh, there's no wow. death. There's no death in the game at all. You can't die. There's no bosses, enemies to fight. There's one to run away from, but that's separate. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's all about you exploring, and the whole story is that that, that Greece, the character, she is suffering from depression. Okay. She's sort of lost. She's lost herself. Her world's fallen apart. It's all very metaphor based in the game, but her world's fallen apart. And as you move forward through the game and you start unlocking things and getting powers back, more color returns to the world and things start to rebuild. And, you know, out of nowhere, this giant like black gooey bird will come out of nowhere to start like causing havoc and and chaos. And, you know, it's, it's all up to interpretation. There's yeah, no that, that sounds, story in it. That sounds really interesting. Like, I, I love the idea. It, it almost sounds like, you know, it, it could be seen or could be read as sort of an exploration of, you know, someone working through depression and stuff. But it almost sounds like it could be up to your own interpretation. It could be about any challenge, I guess. Is there anything that makes it specifically around, you know, that particular challenge of depression? Or is that just something that you've gleaned from your personal experience with the game no that's literally because that's what the developers said oh okay so that that (laughs) much is what i mean that much isn't quite into interpretation okay (laughs) no but that's what i mean so i didn't actually read that there was they released a a dev diary while i was playing and i thought i'll wait till i finish playing the game Ah, okay um but they released that and when i went back and watched it that they sort of explained what this what you know they they built it for but coming out of it i never thought that the idea that this was like a journey through trying to, you know, get yourself out of depression, it never entered my mind. I guess, yeah, it's all, it's, it does sound like if you don't, you know, read it ahead of time, I don't know, that's something that you can get through and then have the kind of discussion where someone can say, hey, if you get this one little tidbit of information and it makes you start thinking about events and things that happened during the whole experience, it sort of makes you recontextualize them and think about more you know, the meaning behind it a little bit more. That's the kind of stuff that I really 100% dig in movies and games. So 
Yeah, this sounds super interesting. And the the visual style, you you sort of touched on it before. I've been watching some trailers and it literally looks like, I guess, like a, a water painting, but that is still a little bit liquid. Like it's it's yeah. sort of fluid. In That seems like a weird word because normally people use the word fluid animation, but it literally looks like fluid <laughs> literally animation. Fluid. <laughs> yeah, it looks really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, so all the images that I used in my review, I, I just snatched from the Wii U, uh, the Wii U version, the Switch Gosh, version of the what game. What year is it? <laughs> uh, you know, I had to I had to bust out Miiverse to get those snapshots done. Oh, um, yeah, but no, so every single image that I used was was just you know captured on the Switch um, using the inbuilt thing, and you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to tell that because every single time I stopped just to stare at a visual element that had just come on the screen, I was like holy, this is incredible. Like there was one one part where I entered a, a room and it was sort of an ice cavern. Mm-hmm. It's very, you know, eerie with the music and the music's also incredible. Um, but I, I was sitting there and just sort of going, cool, what do I do next? And the light sort of just came down in beams and, you know, the background with its sort of watercolour effect was there. And I just sort of went, you know, if this was like a lot larger and stuck on my wall, I'd be okay with that. It genuinely it seems look. like every frame a painting sort of is appropriate to say it about this. <laughs> yeah. Cool. How did you find like the, it seems like it's got like very minor puzzle elements based on what you were saying in the review, but it seems like it's more about just an exploration and sort of a, a journey through everything without it really being a, you know, trying to challenge you in any traditional sense. Did you find, did you find it sort of enjoyable to, keep pushing through even though there's not any like traditional gamey challenge i guess yeah i mean it's very much an experience more than a game um which i mean i'm not trying to put it down or anything but of course of course if you're going in looking for you know dozens of puzzles or something you know they're really going to test you in order to progress through you're going to be disappointed but the it's sort of because there were extra puzzles that you could actually sort of walk off the beaten track and find but they weren't you know, required. You could sort of just skip over them. Yeah. But none, none of the puzzles that the game threw at me required too much. I think the only one, again, down in the ice room was about the only one that really sort of stumped me for a moment. But I never got there and had to, like, wait for five, ten minutes thinking over all the different things to try and work it out. Um, they're all really simple. And and I suppose it comes back to the whole, you know, trying to get yourself out of, like, a you know, depressive state where, you can't just walk in and everything's fine. You have to sort of work for it. Yeah, but, like it might not necessarily be, you know, a puzzle in a traditional sense, but you're still sort of working through a progressive experience to sort of get out of a, a funk, for want of a better word. It sounds yeah, almost yeah. like it does communicate that idea pretty well by the sounds of things. Yeah, it, it honestly, like, I, again, I'm, I'm a gameplay guy. I love gameplay. You know, I don't care what the visuals are because visuals are, are, are cool, but they're not gameplay. But this one hooked me just on its visuals alone. Um, and then, you know, the the gameplay and the story came second. Uh, that's just how good those visuals are. Cool. Yeah, no, it does look incredible. I, yeah, please encourage anyone who's at all interested by this conversation, please go look at a trailer because it, it, it honestly blew me away. Um, but on that, did you have anything else you wanted to, to bring up regarding this game before we finish up? No, I mean... The, the the soundtrack is also, as I said before, you know, it, it's amazing. When the visuals die down to just sort of black and white lines and, and grease on the screen, the, the soundtrack, it, it sort of carries the game and it, it 
just blends so well. So even if you if you're not a visual guy, if you're a sound person, this soundtrack is is really incredible as well. Cool. Well, I'm yeah, extremely intrigued. But with that, I think we'll bring a close to this to this short episode of the Vookcast. Uh, thanks for joining me, Josh. Uh, how can we find you on the internet? Yeah, no problem. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mario underscore underscore Bones. Two underscores because I'm just special like that. Um, you can also find me at monamiibo.com, which is M-O-N-Amiibo.com. Cool, cool. And what about you, Luke? Where can we find you? Uh, so I am Renderman7. Uh, props to anyone who actually knows what Render Man is. Most people don't, so it's cool. Uh, and then uh, in terms of sites, you can find me at, you know, at Vooks. I do the uh, the weekly game announcements for Switch every sort of Sunday. Uh, and then also my own site, MaxiGeek.com. Cool, cool. And I've been Stephen. Find me on all the social bits at Stephen Impson, S-T-E-V-E-N-I-M-P-S-O-N. Um, I write for Vooks. I do podcasts. I do stuff at Press Start as well if you want to hear my voice any more than you already do. Um, but otherwise, thanks a whole bunch for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll uh, be back next time. Who knows? We just record whenever we feel like it. Possibly next year, I mean, even. <laughs> it's quite likely to be next year, let's be honest. <laughs> but I, I, I do want to say something before we go. Please. We we are going to start something in January, in the new year for, for Vooks, that uh, anyone who's a Nintendo fan should pay attention to. Keep an eye on the socials, I guess. I imagine that's where that will be yes. thrown out into the public. Lovely. Well, yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, have a lovely holiday season. Have a lovely new year. Have a lovely life, I guess. I hope you're having a lovely time. Um, see you later around, friends. Bye. See you.